0: Hello, and welcome to Intuitive Insights, where I share universal messages from readings that were specific for a specific person, but I share the universal aspect of the reading here with you so that hopefully you can use it for you. I'm your host, Megan McDonough, and here's this week's message. This week, the picture is coming. From me. The message that has been coming forward is let go. The image this week is of an open hand with a ball of light just above it, hovering above the earth. The earth in this picture represents the material world, the hand represents our control. Or our physical self our illusion of control I should say and the light above it is what some people may call God or universal energy or consciousness or source or spirit I personally believe all of those words are interchangeable so why is it coming forward this week this week I have had some reminders that we, slash me, are not in control of life. These reminders are subtle, uh, thank God, and and not traumatic, thank God. Because if you don't listen to the universe when it delivers these messages, sometimes the messages can be pretty aggressive. Luckily this week they weren't aggressive. But how I see them, these messages, or reminders, I should say, that you slash we slash me are not in control And it's so funny because we all want to have control. We all want to have, it's like the control somehow equals safety, that if nothing is changing, then we're safe. If we're in control of the change, then we're in control of our lives. I have no idea where this came from or comes from. But I do feel like as a society, as a people, as humanity, we all own it. And a lot of the times we try to monitor our material world, control our material world, in hopes that that will help control our world. Period. Period internal, external. So sometimes when you want things to go a certain way and they just don't, like the universe is checking in and being like, nah, not today, buddy. This isn't the way it's going to roll out. You know, this is not it. This is not the way, this is not the way I have planned for you. And you're like, but, but why? Why? You know what I mean? You're like, but why? This is what I this is how I want it to go. This is how I see it. And the universe is like, yeah, but you're just seeing this like tiny piece of the puzzle, and I got the whole like bajillion piece puzzle I'm working on here. And this isn't how it rolls. So we have a couple of choices in this scenario. We can sit back and pout and scream like a two-year-old, which Let's be honest, we all want to do. Or take a deep breath, dig into faith, dig into trust, and dig into remembering that we are not in control. And that's a good thing because just like. The universe saying I'm working on this bajillion piece puzzle and you're only working on one corner and that's not the way it fits. The universe has or whatever you believe in, whatever labels you want to give it, this all-knowing entity, this source energy. It knows the whole puzzle. It has the map. It has the picture of how the pieces go together when and where they go together. And we don't. So in a way, it's better. It's great that we're not the ones putting the puzzle together. We're just the ones on the journey of the puzzle being put together. Yet somehow we still want to get in the driver's seat. I feel like our society is so based on the material world, hence the representation of the earth in the image. And we are so connected to it. And we're so trained that if we do A, B, and C, then D will certainly arrive. And in some cases, that's 100% true. But it's not a guarantee. Nothing in life is a guarantee. One of my favorite sayings, I have a lot of them if you haven't noticed, but one of the ones that I didn't come up with that I love is, change is the only constant in life. So when we're trying to bank on something, hold on to something, the only way we can hold on to it is to know that its essence, its nature, is not to be held, not to be stagnant. As I learn more about yogic theory and philosophy and history, and I start to peer into the world of quantum physics, I realize that they are not different, they are saying a lot of the same things and one of them being which i've mentioned before is that in yogic philosophy all things have energy have vibration everything piece of paper on my desk my computer my incense not to mention my children making noises in the background they all have energy they all have vibration And my minimal understanding of quantum physics is that they are finding now that everything at its source is energetic, is vibratory, is in a state of movement, of change. I mean, even now, I just had to go tell my kids to be quiet. (laughs) And um, I'm super frustrated because I asked them to be quiet and they weren't being quiet. And... Um, The irony of that is I am trying to control that, which cannot be controlled, technically, really. And it causes us, it's a source of frustration. I think for all of us, it's a source of frustration when we can't control things, but we are not supposed to. I'm curious to where this source of need for control comes from if it is inherent that the entire universe is not in our hands to be controlled. Part of me wonders if it comes from the fact that there is an element of us as humanity that is the seer, or comes from the seer. We are stardust, we are earth, we are cosmic, we are physical, dense entities, And so maybe that part of us that wants to get back to that source energy is somehow trying to be the seer of our lives. But the thing is, is we can't see in this body. Quite possibly with multitudes of training and digging deep into your spiritual psychic selves or connect deeper to that seer within but it never comes from outside it's never controlling the outside world which gives you that taste of the seer/ness or dashness the seerness in yoga we talked I talked about the vrutis as being obstructions for the mind And the senses being part of those obstructions. The things we see, the things we hear, taste, touch, feel, smell. They pull our minds out of our bodies. They pull our experience out into the physical world. And not inward into the spiritual world. And so when we seek to control, we seek out, outward of ourselves to control. And I'm 100% talking about myself right now. (laughs) I'm hoping that you recognize elements that resonate with you, why I'm sharing. Good friend of mine, Kelly Kitley, wrote a beautiful book. Kelly is a social worker. And her book is titled Myself. You can find it on Amazon. The book turned into a fabulous short film, if I do say so myself, since I played Kelly in the short. (laughs) But what she says in her book, and I love this so much because I do feel like it's subconsciously how I live my life to a fault at points, but she shows her scars so that others can heal. And I feel like that's what I'm doing here in these episodes. My yoga teacher's father had a saying or analogy that we are all like an onion peeling back the layers. The layers are thin, sometimes they make you cry, and there are many before you get to the core. I feel like this message came forward for me this week because, like a guardrail, to remind me that I am being pulled out instead of in. It's so interesting to me that when you feel lost, or I feel lost, or I feel disconnected, it's because I've been drawn out instead of within. And when I get drawn back within again, through something like a beautiful meeting with my teacher, or a class that reconnects me to myself, or even just a few minutes alone in nature, it's like a coming home. It fills me with emotion, sometimes tears, but not in a painful way, in a reunion-like way. Like if someone's been gone at war for a long time and then they finally return and you're just so overwhelmed to see them, it brings you to tears because you love them so much, and you've missed them in your life. And the funny thing is, it's always there. It's always there. The only war we go away to is the outside world. The only battle to be had is within. And choosing to stay within and connect within instead of outwardly trying to control. I'm going to use an analogy that my teacher said to me years ago, and I thought it made perfect sense, although I offered it to someone else, and they were like, that doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to offer it here. (laughs) And if it makes sense to you, great. If it doesn't, meh, whatever. But she was explaining Purusha and Prakriti. So Purusha would be like source energy. And Prakriti would be the manifestation of personality and physicality we have within this lifetime, ourselves, our physical beings. So nature. And what she said was, And this was echoing the change is the only constant in life. What she said was, if you are in a train next to another train, and you're both going at the same pace and speed, and you're looking at each other, how do you know if you're moving? How do you know if there's any change? In order to know that you're moving, in order to know that there's change, one thing must be still and the others move. One train must be still and the other one must be moving. And she used this analogy to bring it into life. We see change. If we see change around us, There must be something that is still to help us with that perspective, to notice the change. And this stillness is source energy, is spirit, is God, is prana, is purusha. Holding on, trying to control causes tension, causes frustration, causes resistance to your universal life path. It causes resistance to source energy. It's the opposite of having faith and trust in source energy and God. It's closing yourself off to happy accidents, Buddhist gifts. Choosing to be in control or fighting to be in control is our physical manifestation and the ego at play, separating yourself from others that you are different in some way, shape, or form, and that you are not connected. I do believe that we are all connected. I do believe that we are all, in an analogy, we are a piece of the whole, or the whole within many holes that make up one big hole, W-H-O-L-E, and that when we can see that in each other and connect with each other in that way, personality is removed on that soul level, we see each other's light. We recognize each other as the same. And it is a gateway into the source energy. It's like seeing the source energy in someone else and recognizing its resonance in you connects you more deeply to it. The ego is not a bad thing. It gets a bad rap. But it's like a wild horse. It's helpful. It has power. It moves you forward. As long as it's trained and not in control of you. The ego gets you up in the morning. makes sure you get dressed. You're fed. Make sure you get to work on time, etc. Whatever it is. But when the ego starts to make separations between you and the rest of the world, then it's taking control. The universe joins, the ego separates. Holding on to that separation is the lesson. Detachment, a let go. That's the message this week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope some of this resonated with you. If it did, please share. I have a goal to ignite a million lights or ignite a million lives. To me, it means the same thing. And all it is is just sharing whatever I hear, see, or feel that resonates with me, with others, in hopes that they do the same. You can connect with me at Magnetize Your Light on Instagram or on my website, magnetizeyourlight.com. Email me, info at magnetizeyourlight. We're starting a subscriber based interview series over on Patreon. I had my first one with Karen Gruber, who is a business coach for soul aligned entrepreneurs. It was wonderful. We talked a lot about frequencies and how to use them and shift them within your body and your life and flow with them more purposefully. Coming up, I have Maka Travis Beck. They are a friend of mine. They are very intuitive and a fabulous tarot reader. Maka is going to share with us a little bit about tarot, why they use it, how they use it and their vast knowledge of it. So be sure to check it out. Lastly, I have an offering coming up that I'm very excited about. This offering is called C3 and it stands for creativity, connection and consciousness. It is about an hour and a half once a month. I'm asking for a three month commitment for consistency and connection. I have options to pay full or monthly. It's $22 a month or you get 10% off if you pay in full. The reason I started this is because I find I have a hard time carving out space to create, creating space to create. It is essential in our lives to fill up our cups. No matter if you're a mother or an artist who's just missing connection with herself, and her work. The reason I bring it up today is because when I get truly into any kind of art project or drawing or painting or singing or playing music whatever it is, I lose my brain in the best way. I stop thinking, I let go, and let whatever is flowing through me flow through me. The reason I started C3, it's an extension, a little bit of my Ignite Your Life workshop that just finished. And we go through the Magnetize Your Light process in that, in which we move a little briefly just to open our bodies up, breathe in order to anchor into our bodies and relax our minds. We have a guided meditation. And then we go into creation, creative expressive play. And then finally we share. When we become vulnerable, it is our superpower. And when we share it with others, it forms the bonds for deep connection. If this sounds interesting to you, please reach out to me. You can find information on my website. It is beginning July 16th, I believe. It's a Sunday night, 7 to 8.30 Central Time. This will all be uh, virtual as well. So if you have questions, let me know. I truly believe it's essential to carve out this space for ourselves to fill up our cups. You can email me at info@magnetizeyourlight.com, or just find me in the information on the web at magnetizeyourlight.com. I hope you have a wonderful week. Keep peeling back the layers of the onion. At the end, it's worth it. Big buckets of love. Talk soon.